Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the House of Phoenix Sons podcast. I have a very special guest with us today, Alvin Adams. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. Today is what, August? No, oh. July 29th. July 29th, there yes. So I know a lot of a lot of people have been wondering what it was like back in the day playing playing for the Suns, especially big time name like yourself. Um, so what, what was it like back then? Okay, well I played with the Suns. I joined them. I was drafted in 1975, so I played for them for 13 years, from 75 to 88. And um, the first NBA game I ever saw live was the one I played in. The oh, first really? One I ever played in. <laughs> And back in those days, they didn't televise games. There was no cable. Oh, we saw weird. the playoffs. So I saw Chamberlain versus Russell. Oh. If anybody remembers Will Chamberlain yeah, and Bill Russell, the famous big guys of the 60s and early 70s. And I was a big guy on my team where I grew up in Oklahoma City. And then when I went to the University of Oklahoma, I was a big guy. I was a center, 6'9". Not a real tall big guy, but uh, so I was looking at those guys. I watched Lou Alcindor, who played at mm. UCLA and then came to the NBA and changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The first game I ever played in was against the Los Angeles Lakers, oh. and they had just traded for him, yeah, that's Kareem crazy. Abdul-Jabbar. I chose number 33 in high school because I wanted him to be like Lou Alcindor at UCLA. So my first game, I'm 33. I'm playing against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number 33. Huh. So the point was... Uh, I got to play against the best players in the world for yeah. over a decade, that's, that's awesome. and that was pretty neat. I got to travel a lot of places because of basketball while I was in college, while I was in the pros. I did camps overseas. I played basketball overseas, and uh, I just remembered it even then and certainly now getting to play against the best players in the world. Yeah, and speaking of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like you, you were nominated for the All-Star Game, right? And you got to play with him in the game. So that my first crazy. year, I made the All-Star team. Big surprise, <laughs> and because we weren't that good a team at that point in the year, we were I think less than 500. But uh, all I really knew at that point, since I wasn't going to school anymore and didn't have to study, was mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah, basketball, that's nice. Basketball, <laughs> and run up and down the floor and play the game you you'd like for so many years, and and. Um, uh, uh, I lockered next to him. My wife remembers the story that they had a banquet the night before the game, and you know the West team was here and the East team was on the other side of the room, and I was sitting next to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, he showed up late. <laughs> of course, and so they'd, they'd given us our salads, <laughs> and they were just bringing our entrees, and Kareem hadn't showed up, and his salad was still there, and I, so I took his salad, <laughs> made it. Mom, what you. are you doing? Why'd you take his salad? I go, he's not here. And he came a little later, and luckily he didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, Where's my salad? <laughs> Good thing. Yeah, that's funny. So, can you tell me about like what it was like on draft night for you? Were you there? Was did they have like a, a special ceremony? Or anything Nothing like, that? like you see on TV today. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. See, I left college a year early, and in fact, after my freshman year in college, the Utah Stars of the old ABA. Mm -hmm showed up in Norman, Oklahoma, two guys, and said, we just drafted you. And I go, what? I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't thinking about playing professionally. And I go, they go, well, if you want to come out after your freshman year, well, you can play for us. I go, no thanks. <laughs> after my sophomore year, the Suns called me because their coach knew me. He was oh. my head coach my oh. freshman year in college. That makes and then sense. the Suns hired him. So John McLeod and Jerry Colangelo called me and said, are you interested in coming out after your sophomore year? And I listened a little more closely because it was John McLeod, 
I didn't know anything about the Phoenix Suns. I knew Phoenix was in Arizona. I knew the Grand Canyon was in Arizona. <laughs> that was about it. I go, well, no thanks. We have a good team coming back at Oklahoma. Same thing happened my junior year. The Suns and John McLeod and Jerry Colangelo called me again and said, hey, we have the fourth pick. You want to come out this year? I went, gosh, we don't have that good a team coming back my senior year. I was getting, I was engaged to be married between my junior and senior year. I said, yeah, I'm coming out this year. Uh, that's a good, yeah, so, good choice. I didn't go to New York. They said, come on, fly to Phoenix. And I was drafted downtown at the Adams Hotel. <laughs> no connection to me. And I've seen pictures of it. I was somewhere in the wings and uh, the Phoenix Suns selected Alvin Adams. I walked out on stage and a lot of people, local people, wanted Lionel Hollins. He oh. was a top player from uh-huh. ASU. And some people went, oh, okay, at least he's tall. Uh, <laughs> at least they didn't boo you like they yeah. do nowadays. Well, I, I don't remember at all. <laughs> but uh, there was a nice crowd there and that was the beginning. And and then I stayed at the Park Central Inn, a hotel up near Central High School on Central Avenue. And I thought, boy, this is the NBA. It was a mo- it was a hotel, <laughs> two stories. And I was on the first story and I had a sliding door that opened up to the hotel pool. Wow. And I said, wow, this is the NBA. I'm <laughs> yeah, living the NBA. big life. <laughs> Sunny Arizona in That's nice. June. and. That's crazy. So did any like veterans from the team then help you out, like get accustomed oh, to the big life? That's a great question. No one's ever asked me that question. At that point in Phoenix, no. Wow. Uh, they weren't around. Yeah. You so know, a lot of the like... guys travel and go. So I was at the hotel by myself, I think, <laughs> because the summer league was in L.A. So I'd be here during the week working out, lifting mm-hmm. a little bit, and then I'd fly over on Thursday night or Friday morning. We play Friday, Saturday, and I fly back for I did that for like three weeks because then I had to go back to Houston to get married. Not had to. I got to. <laughs> had uh, to. <laughs> I remember my first practice ever against a Suns player was against Mike Bantam at Old St. Mary's High School, and the coaches were there and they said, "Come on down, we'll just work out." All right, play one on one, and Mike Bantam just killed me. Oh. <laughs> I remember the assistant coach Al Bianchi afterwards going, just looked at me and shook his head and went. <laughs> If you're not any better than that, <laughs> you're going to have a rough time in this league. So, I was just yeah, that's thinking, funny. I want to get back to the swimming pool. <laughs> and, so, so was that like your welcome to the league moment was when that happened? or was there? A, a I'm going to say no because okay. it was just one-on-one in a hot yeah. gym in the summer. I think my hello to the league was going over to play in the summer league. And there was a veteran playing on the Sun oh. Summer League, Paul Westfall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The now famous, soon-to-be Hall of Famer come September, Paul Westfall, he was in his fourth year. He'd just been traded to the Suns for Charlie Scott. He was a world champion with the Celtics, and he was from L.A., so he said, I'll play in this summer league. He and I hit it off right off the bat. I'd run down the floor, he'd throw it to me. He'd run down the floor, I'd throw it to him, and we just ran up and down and and ended up being roommates for, I think, seven years with the Suns. And uh, and then once the team got together, Keith Erickson, Dick Van Arsdale, Pat Riley, uh, Dennis Autry, John Wetzel, Curtis Perry, these guys, uh, we, we bonded quickly. That's it was good. the closest team I ever had. It was the most married team I was ever on. And it was the most productive team I've yeah, ever Yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, so with this team, you guys went to the NBA Finals, right? Obviously. And what was that like? 
I, everyone wants to know because um, the Suns haven't been there in a, in a long time. So what was it like back then? Yeah, well, it was my first year, and Coach McLeod kept warning me. He goes, Alvin, this isn't like college. It's not just 25 games. It's 82 games. It's a long grind. But you're young. I'm 20 yeah. years old. was 21. just turned 21 at the end of the summer. And I'm thinking... <laughs> I come home all day. And he goes, well, don't, when you get to the airport, don't be walking around the airport. Conserve your energy. <laughs> Got 82 games. I think I played, I think I missed two games that year. Played in 80 games. And I was just trying to feel my way along. I mean, mm-hmm. somehow we ended up with a better record than the Lakers. Wow. And they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't have anybody who could throw it into them. Um, and we, we played really well the last month of the season. Got into the playoffs. Played Seattle. I don't remember who was favored. I don't even remember who had the home court advantage. We beat them in six, and they were facing the Golden State Warriors. Wow. So now we realize we're into something. I yeah. mean, even me, a rookie's realizing that. You know, Pat Riley's on our team. Mm-hmm. Dick Van Ars. Awesome. Those guys are in their tenth, eleventh years. I don't remember asking, "What are you guys thinking?" I mean, they were. We were all geared for for battle and ready to go. And we play the Warriors to a great seventh game win on wow. the road. And there was only three rounds back then. Yeah. So we, we won the second round in seven against the world champion Warriors. And we felt confident we could win any game. Now we're pl- mm-hmm. playing the Celtics, yeah. who we hadn't beaten the regular season all year back then. I think we played them maybe six times, wow. five times, at least four. Yeah, because there were less teams. Because there were only like 20, mm-hmm. 22 teams back then. Probably played them four times. And yet we figured, hey, we can play with these guys. We can beat these guys. Let's play game one. And how'd that go? And there we go. And so game one, I think they beat us pretty easily. Uh, I really don't remember, but I've seen some articles since. I've, I've never watched the game over again. Then we played game two, and I think they beat us pretty handily. I mean, it's the Celtics. And then I don't remember feeling down like, oh, we're going to get swept. It was like, hey, let's go home and play game three. And I think the papers were saying, well, these aren't, these guys, they beat the Warriors, okay. <laughs> and we came back here and beat them in two closer games in three That's and good. four. And went back for game five. We thought we could win game five, and that was one of the more famous games in playoff history. And it was it was great, not only because it was three overtimes, but because of all the great plays that were made mm-hmm. At critical critical junctures, it wasn't somebody missing two free throws. Yeah. In the it was <laughs> like Pavlicek doing a, doing a two seventy. It was Westfall doing a three hundred and ninety degree turn. <laughs> really. It was it was Gar Hurd shot. Uh, it was just one great play after another, and by the third overtime, I don't know how many guys had fouled out. <laughs> three for us, three for them, and. Reserves. Were so were in. you still in the game? No, I About found out <laughs> right at the end of, I want to say maybe the second to last play of regulation. Oh. So I had a great seat for yeah. all three <laughs> overtime. That's nice. <laughs> and so we lost game five. I don't remember feeling dejected. I didn't know it was one of the greatest games in playoffs because how many games that I ever seen? Yeah. I felt like, hey, let's get back to Phoenix and play game six, and and they beat us so. Uh, they're the champions, and we came in second. That's but not bad. Uh, I remember feeling bad for the old guys in the team, like Dick Van oh, and yeah. Riley and and Wetzel. I go, I'm going to have a bunch more chances. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a five-year contract, I'm going to have at least four-year, four more chances. And these guys are about ready to retire. In fact, I think Riley retired after that year. Oh. Dick Van played one more year. I think Wetzel retired after that year. 
And then 13 years later, I'd never gotten back. Yeah. We got to a few more Western Conference mm -hmm. Finals, but you know, once Magic Johnson got on the Lakers, yeah. he was going to get the ball to Kareem when he needed to. So yeah. it was going to be very tough to beat them unless they had some injuries. So, and then all of a sudden, your career's over. And I remember looking back going, boy, some years we exceeded our expectations, maybe mm -hmm. three or four years. Maybe three or four years we didn't meet our expectations, and three or four years we ended up about yeah. where we should have been, getting beat by the Lakers in the playoffs. <laughs> so, but but uh, we only made it once to the finals. And no one really expected you guys to make it that far, especially against the Warriors. Well, I don't think anybody expected us at the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. the middle of the season, the end of the season, <laughs> yeah. the first round. But you did it. The second round, we did it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, what was it like going through the ABA-NBA merger? You were a part of that, right? Uh, yeah, that happened, uh, was it my second or third year? I think it might have been after my second year. It didn't affect me at all. I, I don't I don't remember any impact on even the Suns. I don't think we even picked up a player from there. The one thing I remember is Maurice Lucas of the St. Louis Spirits going to the Blazers. Oh. I said, oh, my gosh, because I played with that guy one summer overseas in huh. Europe and Russia, and I said, him with Walton, if Walton's healthy... <laughs> They're going to be, yeah. and they, that next year, they won it all because Wal uh, Walton was healthy most of the year. And then we eventually, Maurice, a few years later, came to our team and played for us for two years. He was, cool. he was a real good one. Yeah. That's... No problem. Sorry about that. No, no, no problem. Um, so, so now, There like... was a commissioner calling me from oh. idea. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, if you have his number, I'll be free to take He wants me to play. No, no, I don't, I don't know commissioner. Um, so to transition into, like, today's team, um, like, do you see any similarities from your team back then and today's team? Well, first of all, the game. People ask me, they go, how, how different is the game? Well, what I remember when I played, the most important shot, the, the, the best shot, the highest percentage shot, the shot you always tried to get was the shot closest to the basket. Yeah, not the one furthest away. <laughs> and so who was the most important people? The big guys. Uh -huh. Whether it was a big guard like Paul Westfall or a big guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or a quick guy like me that could get to the basket quickly, mm -hmm. the best shot was the closest shot. Today, what's the best shot? The three-pointer. Three-pointer. Who are the in most transition. important players? <laughs> yeah. Seven-footers don't even run the basket. They run down and stop in the corners and... Dragon Bender, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, or M. Beads out there. Mm -hmm. So hopefully DeAndre Ayton can shoot yeah, some threes. <laughs> he, I bet he's practicing it hard this mm -hmm. summer. So it's such a different game. I still love to watch it because there's the maybe there's some of the best athletes in the world, mm -hmm. and they're so big and powerful. And but it's such a different game. It just you know the the old days when we went up for a rebound, you never tipped it back. Yeah. You know if you didn't <laughs> grab it, your coach is like, you're on the bench, grab the rebound <laughs> and, and bring it down it strong. Back, yeah. And now it's, and I'm going, you know, today I'd be Channing Fry or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'd be a guy out there on the outside shooting a three because I was an outside player too. And wow. What's similar about today's Suns team? Mm -hmm. Since we are all Suns fans here, um, they're young. They've got talent. Every team in the league has <clears> talent. They played so hard last year, and they played so well and together defensively. I really like this Bridges. Mm -hmm, I like him uh, too. 
you know, they, we drafted him and said, oh, he's another Kawhi. Well, I think he's better yeah. than Kawhi. It's first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we got Booker, they, I said, Devin Booker. Yeah, he played for Kentucky. Came out the oh, yeah. They said, well, he's like Clay Thompson. He was better than Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, now look. First year, second year, third uh-huh. year. So, so we're all excited about our new coach, Monty yeah, Williams. Uh, I don't know him. I've never met him before he came here, but I've got guys from around the league, from Oklahoma, Portland, going, you got a great one. This is going to be great for you guys. I thought Aiton was the absolute right choice. I agree. I think he's had a good a first year for a seven-footer of, of yeah, any of these guys. Exactly. Better than Embiid, better than Towns did. I don't remember the stats exactly. Better than all these other guys. He's just going to continue to get better. Um, so, you know, no one's going to sneak up on anybody anymore in this league because there's now mm. 30 teams. No yeah. one's going to probably do what we did in 76 and okay you beat the Sonics but now you're playing a Warriors uh, so we're trying to get back to to that and we got better this offseason I agree yeah. but look what the other teams in the yeah, league especially okay. our division <laughs> come on the Warriors Clippers, Lakers. aren't going to be as good because the Rams yeah. but the Clippers and the Lakers come on yeah I know so it, it'll be fun every night here at the mm-hmm. Talking Stick Definitely. Resort Arena and uh a question I really wanted to ask you. So you're second all-time on the Sun scoring list. I don't know if you knew that. All right, do I do you, Do you think that Devin Booker could pass you? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. He scored a lot more than I did his first... Has he been here four years? Yeah, four, not uh, yeah. five. Yeah, I think this is four. his fifth coming. Oh, yeah, he's way ahead, but do players stay on their team? Yeah, exactly. I hope Devin Booker stays. I wish Sean Marion would have finished his career. Mm-hmm. I wish Amari wouldn't have hurt his knee. Yeah. I wish Steve Nash was still playing. You know, you wish all the great ones were still here, but you're going to have to play nine or ten years mm-hmm. to, to break Walter Davis's scoring of record. Uh, but I hope Devin's here that long, but there's a lot more movement today. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was one of the questions that my, my podcast um, partner wanted me to ask you is how are we going to keep these young guys here, especially with all the movement? You know, and I can't answer that one. As a fan, I'm really just a fan. I'm not mm-hmm. in basketball operations. I'm in building operations. And I love to watch, but, but I hate hearing all the salaries because so many people link people's abilities mm-hmm to their salaries. I mean, a, a, a local athlete here, Sam Bradford, the quarterback from mm-hmm. Oklahoma, who yeah. grew up my neighbor in Oklahoma City. I don't know him, never met him. He came to the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. He's older and injured, <laughs> and he didn't last six games, and he was gone because mm-hmm. of injuries. People go, oh, he was horrible. I go, why do you say that? And he go, well, because he earned this much money, and he didn't produce. I go, forget the money. Yeah. You know, I, I just try to get good players, but you ha- in the NBA, you've got to figure it all into the cap and the exceptions. Yeah. And the NBA is so the complicated. Ma- it's so complicated. So hey, we've got this player. Why don't we just cut him then? Well, because that was an exception. Yeah, we still have to pay it. part of yeah, the contract. Yeah. Tyson Chandler. I, go, I don't follow. I just like, yeah. let's get some good players and good coach, and let's <laughs> go beat some teams. And yet, look at the big stars moving, too. Yeah, exactly. I it's, mean, Westbrook and Paul, yeah. and, and how do you keep track of it? It's so and complicated. Now, people more and more are fans of players, and a little mm-hmm. less so of teams because of fantasy stuff. And I'm still, I just like to go and watch a good game, two teams yeah. playing hard and of course. making their free throws and <laughs> yeah. playing defense and no one, it down the floor. Yeah, no one really does either one of those two mm-hmm. things anymore, make free throws or defend a whole lot but, but thank you so much for your time um and thank you for willing to do this hope hope we do it again sometime when i'm back in town well stay tuned Suns yeah. fans it'll be a it'll be a good year for us i, I don't know what our final record's going to be 
I don't know what the the odds makers are saying. What are they saying? Twenty six wins. Yeah, twenty twenty six, twenty seven. But but back to that question of player movement, I'd love mm-hmm. for somebody. Maybe you and your partner can do this. Somebody wouldn't it be fun to look at the churn rate? You know what a churn rate is? No. How quickly something turns over. Oh, okay. So the 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 marketing department that the Phoenix Suns is six people. Do they lose three people every year to better jobs? Oh. That's a fifty percent churn rate. Mm-hmm. I know. What you you mean. know. And so, what is the churn rate? What team turns players over the most? Well, if you, that's a, that's a that's a criticism mm-hmm. of the Suns. They go, well, yeah. we get these players and they're gone, and, they, and we're, well, we're glad he's gone, but we wish he were still yeah. here. And, and but there's so much player movement. Yeah, the Warriors have stayed with those guys for the last four mm-hmm. or five years. But now, now they're, they're broken. Yeah. So wouldn't it be fun to look at the churn rate over decades? You know, mm-hmm. or over the the eighties, nineties, thousands. Anyway. So yeah, actually, what I I posted on my blog um, like two days ago was that and this is actually crazy to me when I when I saw it is that Devin Booker is the only player from the 2017-2018 team. That's still on the roster. Like two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that churn rate, like you said, is is crazy. Yeah. Crazy to me. Well, it's hard to figure too because some teams carry 15 players and carry mm-hmm. 17. They're back and forth with G League. Yeah. It's 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 complicated, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm liking it. Aiton and Booker and Bridges and Monty Williams. It's, it's going to be some fun basketball yeah, this year. I agree. Well, thank you again. And you bet. See ya.